You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Everyone, happy new year, happy holidays. Welcome to the final episode of the Theater Podcast. I am Alan Seals, your host as always, and this is episode 301 with uh, what's becoming a, a holiday tradition, I guess, for me, special guest, Diana Salome. How you doing, Diana? I'm good and so happy to be here with you. I like this little tradition that has come together. I know, I know, I know. I like recapping the year with you and because uh, you're heavily involved in the industry and uh, you see a lot of shows and I see a lot of shows and I think we have we have complementary differentiation in opinions sometimes. Mm -hmm. There's some things we both really like, some things we both, and then we'll have some heated, argu not arguments, we'll have some spirited discussions. I do, um, I do agree, but what a disappointment for your listeners to go from like Stephanie J. Block last week to me. <laughs> <laughs> An unknown entity whose mom follows her on Instagram. Well, hi, Diana's mom. What's your mom's name? Kaffa. Kaffa? Oh, hi, Kaffa. Yeah. Nice yeah. to nice to hear from you, Kaffa. Uh, post us on, on your stories. We'll share it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, that was actually one of the highlights of my year, uh, being truthful, of just reaching episode 300, because that's been one a week at least for over five years now wow. and uh didn't think i'd get this far so thanks for thanks for being with me you you and uh, eric piepenberg were were two of my very first interviews in year one yeah it was a pre it was pre-pandemic i remember that much yeah yeah because i like i came to you world. yeah i came to your office and i was like hey guys and you're like what's up and we didn't really know each other then and then here we are like years later seeing shows and recapping the year so I love it. What was oh, I want to say too, at the end of 2022, this is 23, I had to do the math. Um, you were remember we were talking about Into the Woods and you were like, mm -hmm. I have never I had said I'd never seen it, and you promised me you'd take me. And the very first show that I saw in 2023 is Into the Woods. That's true. I can't believe With, that was this year. It was. It was, yeah, the first week of January 2023 with none other than episode 300 guest, Stephanie J. Stephanie Block. Stephanie J. Block. Yes, yeah. it was the best. It was the, the tail end of that revival of Into the Woods, which was so amazing. I saw it so many times. I was so happy to see it with you and share it with you. And it's so rare that you're 
at a show like that with a theater person who's never seen it and doesn't know <laughs> how it's going to unfold. So it was such a joy to like see you gasp at moments that I knew were coming. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. I would see that production a hundred more times if I could. It was so good. It was so good. And uh, I don't know if you listened to the episode last week with Stephanie, but she was like, Gavin Creel, as she puts it, that that great dum-dum convinced them all to go on. And they didn't call it a tour. It was a, a it was a, well, oh shoot, I forget what it was. Uh, promotion in major market cities, I think is what they officially called yeah. it. Something like that. And I was like, okay. But uh, yeah, that was really great. I Listen, loved... It was a mini tour. I'm using unofficial language. A lawyer cannot hold me to this, but it was like a mini tour <laughs> in big <laughs> cities, was. which was it, was it was great to keep that going. And Stephanie traveled with her husband, Sebastian, mm -hmm. and their child. And I thought that was a really cool Broadway backstage story. Was there anything you saw this year that um, that was like a, kind of a staple of, of Broadway that you just saw for the first time? Because I, I saw Chicago this year mm. for the first time on Broadway. I've seen it on tour like 20 years ago, but I'd never wow. seen it on Broadway until this past year. How was that? Did you enjoy that experience? I did. I did. I went to see Lily Thomas, first Asian American to play Mama Morton. And uh, uh, so, because I interviewed her this year and it was, it was so good. I can see yeah. why it's just like one of these timeless shows that, um, you know, it, it's pulling apart relationships and murder and crime and comedy and things that just, you know, I want to keep going. And I think that it is... It's following into the end of the woods strategy of just kind of rotating through in a good way some some really good cast members that that otherwise maybe wouldn't make it to Broadway or wouldn't have interest in doing your traditional kind of show. But I think it's yeah. great. Yeah. I saw two shows this year that are staples of the musical theater canon that I had never seen, never listened to the cast recording of, barely knew the plot. And it was this is sacrilegious. Sweeney Todd mm. and Merrily We Roll Along. I had never seen or listened to either of them. You two? Samesies. Samesies on both. Wait, for both? Oh my for gosh. Both. Oh, we yeah. have this in common. Yeah. That's so crazy. Why for you? I'm curious. I, I tend, I okay, so when I was younger, younger, before I moved to New York, I was listening to cast albums that were more, that were more poppy. And like, like, because Rent is what got me into theater. And so I would listen to Rent and I'd listen to Wicked and uh, and things along that nature or things that were like my parents' generation because my mom would listen to stuff, West Side Story, Music Man, Singing in the Rain. And then I was in college or after college or whatnot. I just went through this period where I just didn't pay attention to musical theater for a hot minute. And then when I came back, I only started seeing things that were actively opening. Oh. Because, it, you know, with the podcast world and the press world and all that. So, like, I would go to the to things right after they would open. And it was just kind of like a time thing that I wouldn't have the opportunity to go back and see a bunch of old stuff again. Yeah. And, and it's it's interesting how the business side of that, how, of show business kind of dictates what I've been seeing. And totally. I, I assume it's kind of similar for you, too, being, being in the business. Yeah. I mean, for, for me with Sweeney, I am a person that just doesn't like any kind of horror or gore. It's just not for me. It's just like anything too bloody, anything too scary, too many knives and daggers. I'm out. And so that for me was always Sweeney Todd. I was like a little scared to like watch or listen to Sweeney Todd. Uh, and then I was like, nope, just go see Sweeney Todd. This is going to be an amazing way to experience Sweeney Todd for the first time. It, it eventually got to a point with me, with both Sweeney and Merrily, that it was like, I'm just going to wait. Like at this point, 
I'm proving a point. I'm not going to see it until I can really see it. And that's what happened with these two productions. And they were phenomenal. I mean, those were big, lush, gorgeous productions in different ways that I, I loved. I loved both of them, especially Merrily. What a heartbreaking, beautiful, poignant story that, you know, as two people on this podcast who are not uh, – 18 anymore. Um, I think we can both say Speak that we for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we can both say that we've had friendships in our lives that have drifted. And the way that Marilee was able to tell that story and come back to that beautiful moment of joy when they first meet, I thought was was great and moving. And that cast was amazing. You know what's really tragic about that too is is that, you know, you see the very end. You see when they're all Mm -hmm. You know, they don't like each other. They don't hang, they don't hang anymore. They don't want to be with each other. And I, not knowing anything about it, I thought that there would, it would circle back around to where we started and then move forward again, right at the mm -hmm. end. So we could be like, oh, look, we're reconciling. Now we're friends again. Mm -hmm. Let's just like we were when we started and spoiler alert. Nope. But That's it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Is. I feel like what's so great about the ending of Marilyn and we've obviously spoiled it for everybody listening to this podcast, but it's a risk you take listening to the theater podcast. Um, <laughs> is it's, it's up for interpretation for you, for what you think could possibly happen because we don't know the future. We only know the past. And there's that um, hope that you can hold on to both for those characters and also for the friendships in your life. Hmm. Well put. Very well put. Um, there's Chicago no hope at the end of Sweeney. They all die there. That's oh, no. done. No, no. I, I'm just happy that in my life I can say I saw Annalie Ashford at, at, in that role. Like, yeah. That, she was incredible. Absolutely really, incredible. really wonderful. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else is has been going on? I think one of my favorites this year that was the last thing I just saw this year was How to Dance in Ohio. Oh, I just, that was the, that was the last show that I saw this year too. Is it not the best show? It is, it is so, it, it's so inclusive, so amazing, so different. It's what we need. It's it's just such a different idea and I love it. Yeah, and I, I also think it's so important culturally to be able to tell stories like that, to have that kind of diversity on stage, to have a great awareness because it, this will do big things for Broadway and for theater and for theater kids and for people who are autistic for many, many years to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Sammy Cannell, director, her, her Broadway directorial debut, just, she's, she's just one of the nicest people I've ever met in, in IRL as well. Um, Sammy Cannell can do anything. She's, she is the future of this industry. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, let's see what I'm going down my list here. Uh, let's see. One of my favorites as well was I, I went down to DC to see The Wiz. It's not technically Broadway, but it's going to be. I am so jealous. That's I'm looking forward to it for next year. Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh man, that's another one of the of these classics, like these albums, these classics that I didn't I just didn't know about. I haven't I didn't listen to it and then I saw it and I was uh it, same with Merrily, like you get, you're going through the show and all of a sudden the song starts up and you're like, oh, this is what that's from. Mm. And, and it was, it was fun. It was entertaining. It like, I, I haven't decided yet. Side note, if I enjoy the casting from TikTok, from social media, whatnot, because Dorothy, <laughs> the, the girl playing Dorothy got found on social media. And I think that's a wonderful opportunity. And I don't, I, I mean, I guess, okay, I'll decide here. I like it. 
because it's allowing more people to be discovered where otherwise they might not be able to if not having not being able to travel to New York to audition or know the business like that. So I think it's good. It's true. What do you you think about that? I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it just adds a level of accessibility for people, just like you said, who can't get to New York and don't know how to. And it it allows them to do it in the comfort of their own home or wherever it may be. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to my list. Uh, Mad Women of the West. That was such a, a fun, a fun off-Broadway show with uh, Mary Lou Hanner and Caroline Aaron. Did you get to see that one? I did not get to see that, but I just want to say, if I could go to a show where Mary Lou Hanner just like does her thing, where she can like, name dates, I would pay cash money for that. Big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> to go in and be like, Mary Lou, what day of the week were Oreos invented? And she'd be like, Tuesday, girl. It was on a Tuesday. She'd yeah, know. Yeah. She has a literal photographic memory for those. It's wild. Who, who don't it's know. Wild. Yeah. yeah, it was it's is cool. She's um, a true mad woman of the West. Yeah. Well the the four <laughs> roles were written for those four women. Just oh, I love hands that. down. Nobody else could play them. They are perfect. Uh let's see, Gardens of Annuncia with um with Eden Espinosa and Mary Testa and the whole cast. God, like that's another one that that spoke to me on a more personal level. It made me appreciate the time I have left with my parents. Mm. Yeah. Were you able, did you get to see that one at all? I didn't, but I'm really excited for Eden to come back to Broadway in the spring in Lempica, Lempica. which I have heard only the most incredible things about for many, many years. So I'm excited to see that unfold. I think everything that they've put out into the world about it just looks gorgeous and artful and beautiful. And it feels like the kind of night at the theater where you can really escape and go somewhere else into a beautiful story. So I'm looking forward to that this spring. What's something that you saw that deals with very, very serious subject matter in a very comedic way to make you go, hmm, I enjoyed that. And I took it in and didn't realize I just learned something. Huh. Interesting. You know, I thought Just For Us was one of the most brilliant things I saw on Broadway this year. Did you see it? Alex Edelman's show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I asked you this question. Is it because of Alex Edelman? You led me there? Yeah, 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 well, that's exactly. Good. That's good. We're 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 sharing a brain on that. Uh, that <laughs> was that was great. He is a brilliant storyteller. Just comedic. I think I've used the word brilliant too many times in this podcast so far. That's so brilliant. I, I'm going to reserve it. Just but for everyone I've referred to as brilliant so far, no, it's true. <laughs> but I've said it too much. I'll come up with more specific words to describe them. But Alex's way of using humor to connect with people and to tell stories and whether it's with connecting with his family and connecting with people as he was going through those moments or with the audience, which he did in such a big way. I loved. I will say this much. And we're really lucky, both Alan and I, to get to work in this industry and get to go to a lot of shows for free. We're very, very lucky to do that, doing what we do. But I paid full price to see Alex Edelman, and it was worth every penny. I felt like an old woman from New Jersey slapping my knee, my knee and being like, that was worth every dollar. Like, it was <laughs> so good. It was so good without spoiling too much. Um, it's going to be on HBO soon. They filmed that production, and so everyone will get to see it. I can't wait to go back and listen to those jokes again and listen to the way that he took a white nationalist's Nazi cocktail party and turned it into such a funny but poignant lesson for the audience. And 
the attendees of that meeting. This is all a true story. Yeah. That's, that's what any, blows my mind about it. I want to know if any of those attendees know and if they've contacted Alex. Alex, if you're listening to this, I'm at underscore Diana Salome. Please send me a note and let me know if anyone has reached out to you. I really want to know. Okay. I'll, I'll make sure he gets that message. I'm, yeah. Do you, know, do you know Alex? Can you ask him? I really want to know. Make sure he listens to I this I indirectly podcast. know him. Yes. I actually can get him a message. I'll, I'll, Great. Uh, I'll, I'll see if we, he can answer that for us. Um, let's see. Speaking of kind of like the the personal stories, I guess uh, early in the wood, er, early in the woods, early in the year, yeah, into the woods. The next thing after that, I saw Colin Quinn small talk. So his oh. his off Broadway show, and then followed by Without You, which was Anthony Rapp's one man wow. show about his you know his ascension into Rent and that part of his life. And I like hearing stories like that when they are written and performed based on the person's actual events, actual yeah. life, and they are retelling it because it, it brings an authenticity in a way that I don't know if you can get really otherwise. Mm -hmm. I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. Gavin Creel, I don't know if it's still playing, but Gavin Creel's show at MCC, um, mm -hmm. sort of the similar and at the, that personal experience, whether you're drawing it in the stories or just in the experience that you're bringing to, to what you're doing on stage, it makes such a difference for the audience and the way we connect with it. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And Along those lines, too, I don't know if you could kind of group this together. Good night, Oscar. We saw um, that together. That was one of the shows we saw together this year. I know. I know. And and Sean Hayes, this was a passion project of Sean's yeah. forever to, to bring this to Broadway. And he because he was he was obsessed with with Oscar Levant and and the real life story. And so while not actually being Oscar, he is Sean um, like this was. This was like this this little show that could, this little story that could, that just brought him a Tony. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it got it got him to the, to ultimately to across the finish line. Yeah, he was totally transformed on stage. Like if I didn't yeah. know Sean Hayes, I wouldn't have known it was Sean Hayes. No, that piano playing at the end that was that was one of the best things I had ever seen Sean Hayes do, and that's saying a lot. He's an incredibly talented yeah. performer on stage on screen. I loved Goodnight Oscar. That was a great one. Absolutely. I I enjoyed that. I enjoy um oh, all right, let's go down. Keep, stay in this category. Ozzy Wind. Did you get to see Ozzy off no. Broadway? No. He has his own he was telling his own story about mm -hmm. connections and family and names and and weaved that all into this amazing illusion. Uh, off-Broadway show of illusion that's as we're recording this still going it got extended a bajillion times and I think it's ultimately going to close here mid-January but um if you can go see it before yeah. before it closes like I recommend it it's it blew me away that's great yeah. that's great to hear hang on everybody we're just gonna take a quick break this episode is brought to you by Factor Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, and every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes, which is really good for me because I don't have time for three minutes. This is New York. I gotta keep going. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up. This is not just dinner, either. It is for breakfast and midday bites, as well. It's totally flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. And if you're going out of town or just want to take a break, you can pause or reschedule any 
time. So sign up and save because I've done the math. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout. So head to factormeals.com slash TTP50 and use code TTP50 to get 50% off. That's code TTP50 at factormeals.com slash TTP50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, now we're back. Did you have something that surprised you? Something that you went into with either no expectations or low expectations and it became a favorite of the year? Um, Back to the Future. I saw it twice. Twice? I saw it twice. And I know this is possibly an unpopular opinion, but I love the show. I think it's... Also loved Back to the Future. Why are we agreeing on so many things this year? Because we share a brain. No, 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 no. Mine's bigger. JK. <laughs> that is true. No. You know, you are 100% mind. accurate. Wait, Back to the Future was great. I had no expectations of Back to the Future. I'd never seen the movie. It goes on the list of things that like I just didn't see. And I had the best time at the show. I would go back again. I have twin nephews that are eight years old that I think would love it. I took them to their first Broadway show this year. They saw Wicked. It was a magical experience. I loved it. And I think Back to the Future should be their second Broadway show. Mm. And I would I would go back to take them. I've taken my kids now to two shows, uh, Six and, and Juliet. Mm. Those are good ones. How old are your boys? Seven and nine. Mm. Good ages for those shows. Yeah, yeah. So six, six was nice because uh, it's real short. It's great. They already knew the music, and uh, and Juliet, they they had just we had just started to learn the music. Um, but they just like it's funny. It's funny the kids now they're they're like uh, we hear the and Juliet music and then they'll hear the Backstreet Boys original version or something. And like yeah. hey, is it, that came from and Juliet, right? I'm like that's mm, so funny. No, let me let me tell you something. A little sort bit. of, sort of. Kind um, of. speaking of and Juliet, did you see Once Upon a One More Time? Mm-hmm. I did. I love that Britney music. What did you think of Once Upon a One More Time? Um, I think it got the raw end of the overpopulation of feminist princess musicals. Is it possible to have an overpopulation of feminist princess musicals? In theory, no, but I think the audience got burnt out. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I didn't think it found its audience because because right after Bad Cinderella came out and closed, Once Upon a One More Time opened, and it was another Cinderella story and I think it I think it was the worst timing. I don't understand why. I mean, I sort of do, but I don't understand why the producers opened Once Upon One More Time so close to Bad Cindy, assuming that Bad Cindy wasn't even going to close in the first place. So you'd have two Cinderella musicals at the same time, in the same season. I think it would be nice to think that there's like a Broadway curator out there that could come in and say, you should be this season and you should be next season and this should follow this. Instead, I think it's a real estate game by and large. When your theater's open and you're ready to go, you go. Yeah. And that that makes it difficult because you can't plan for it. And sometimes those things are helpful. Sometimes the rising tides 
are able to say, okay, comedy is big right now, or this other genre is big right now. But I do agree with you that in the world of Anne Juliet plus Bad Cinderella plus Once Upon a One More Time, they were cannibalizing each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I and I think one sort of may have rubbed off on the other. At the same time, one of one of the first trips I ever made to New York, uh, it, there was Good Vibrations and All Shook Up playing at the same time. And every time I saw, I went and saw All Shook Up and loved it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, everybody got to go see All Shook Up. And they were like, I don't like the Beach Boys. And I said, no, that's Good Vibrations. <laughs> and so, so Good Vibrations, you know, kind of screwed up the reputation of All Shook Up because no one knew the difference. And I think that's sort of what happened with One Spot and One More Time as well. But a really good lesson also for advertising and marketing and which is what I do all day. And Alan, you're, you're doing things that are very adjacent to that. It's like clarity for the consumer is so important. We mm -hmm. try to get a little fancy sometimes. We try. So I think being direct is the way to go. This is the Beach Boys musical. I love that. I worked on Beautiful, the Carole King musical for mm -hmm. many years. And it was always very clearly the Carole King musical. Like you had mm -hmm. no doubt who that show was about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's in the name. It's like in the it. name. It's in the name, front and center. Same with Neil Diamond, A Beautiful Noise. It's 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 not even just in the name. It's the headline above the title of the show. Neil Diamond is the bigger brand, so they led with it. And I think that was amazing. And the show's doing really well, and I think that's a big reason why. Yeah, I, I that's actually one that I am surprised is still running. And not in a bad way, because... Um, there's, there's so much competition, like, you know, it's a real estate game, right? There's always things opening a beautiful noise. It just, it just continues to go. And I, yeah. I love it. I love that we have something, another something that's opened recently that is still showing success because it's really hard to find that. Absolutely. I'm very, very sad that some favorites from this year, some open at the tail end of last year, some open this year, but this year's Tony contenders, shucked, some like it hot, that they're closing in the coming weeks. But very happy to see Kimberly Akimbo, which won the Tony Award for Best Musical, we saw together last year, mm -hmm. um, is still running on Broadway. I love that show too. I love that. I need to go back and see that in 2024. Can what we else? go back again? Yeah, let's go back again anytime. Okay. What shows do you want to revisit in 2024? Um, Currently playing on Broadway that you want to go back to another time. What's your like Chicago? See, I would like to go see Spamalot with, with Alex Brightman. Oh, saw... Spamalot is so good. I know, I know, I know. It I've seen amazing. it three times already. It's been in performances <laughs> for two months. I've seen it three times. <laughs> so you probably saw more shows than me, but you saw a smaller number of individual shows. Uh, <laughs> It, yeah, yeah. I want to go back and see Brightman because Brightman just can do no wrong. Yeah. That that guy will make comedy out of a script and a piece of rock. Um, let's see. I would uh, see Gutenberg's a limited run, so that's not going to be around. Let's see. I'm going to win my list. Um, I wish The Cottage had continued. That was a limited run. That was. That was super and fun. That was so funny. Absolutely funny. Life of Pi, actually, honorable mention here, that show transported me and i don't know on I, I maybe that was another branding thing I, a marketing thing i don't i don't know but that show specifically i think about as one of the most visually perfect shows i've seen all year it hurt to not see that one run longer yeah i want to go back to Anne juliet speaking of Anne juliet i want to go back there i saw it like right when it began performances in 2022 and i haven't been back since and I just want a fun night at the theater, so I may go back there next year. That is always a fun night. That's yeah. a way. That's a really good way to put it. It's um, 
I've heard multiple of of my friends tell their friends about Anne Juliet as if you don't like musical theater, go see that show. It's a mm. show for people who don't like musical theater and a show f- for those who really love musical theater because yeah. it hits both crowds. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, if you don't like musical theater, it's show, it's songs that you know, that you love, that are that have been pop number one hits for the last 30 years. Yeah. So you just can't go wrong because you already go in knowing all the songs, whether you know it or not. Yeah. What's fun about that show is like it takes you back not just to the song, but where you were in life when you were listening to that yes. song. Yes, yes, yes. For me, it's like very much like 13 years old, in sync nail decals, like huge fan, thought I was going to marry JC Chazé. <laughs> None of those things ended up happening for me, but um, I really like it takes me back to being a kid in a great way. Did you see Little Shop at all? I, d- I did see Little Shop, but I always want to go back because yeah. the casting is so good. That's that's why I brought it up because to answer your question, what's I want to go back to Little Shop because the show itself is staged really well. It's directed mm-hmm. very well. The set's great. and uh, But I want to go back and see who they keep putting through there. I saw it with um, Constance Wu and Corbin Blue. Oh, how were they? Oh, I wish I would have seen them. It was great. It was so good. That yeah. was such fun casting. They're doing an amazing job. Whoever is handling casting for Little Shop, Big kudos to you. Yeah. I'll use another brilliant on you. I'll throw another one in the bucket for you. Yeah, casting casting can be brilliant. Yeah. I like I like that as well as well. Is there anybody that you are excited to see on Broadway that you haven't seen yet? Like mm. Rachel McAdams, right, is coming. Rachel this McAdams Broadway debut in Mary right? Jane. A great, great Amy Herzog play. Um, I am very excited to see that this spring. Um, and I'm excited for her to be on Broadway. It feels like impossible that this is her Broadway debut, but it is. Well, it's so hard for for TV film actors of that ilk, of, of that demand, who are, who are in demand like that, to commit weeks and months and months to something. The fact that even Hugh Jackman was in Music Man for a year blew my mind. Like, how the hell did he take time out of filming whatever he wasn't filming for that? Yeah, when you're Hugh Jackman, the world is yours. You, you can take time. You're Hugh Jackman. That's true. That's you true. make the schedule. You're Hugh. <laughs> yeah. X-Men um, waits for me. Right? I'm really excited to see um, one of my favorite Broadway stars, who I've seen many, many times, and but will go see her sing in a cardboard box if it was an option, um, which is Shoshana Bean. Yes. And she's coming back to Broadway in Hell's Kitchen, the mm-hmm. Alicia Keys musical. So I'm very excited for her and for the musical. I'm going to go see it at the public at the top of January. I most certainly will be back to see it again on Broadway. I'm also really excited to see Eddie Redmayne in mm-hmm. one of my favorite musicals, Cabaret, this spring. I've never seen him on stage. And I'm I've never seen Cabaret. What? Yeah. Do you know it? I I think I do. Because it's been done in so many different ways and different pieces here and there. And, yeah. and I, I probably don't know it like I think I know it. It's so great. It's great. The music is great. I, that's one of the shows that you'll sit at and you'll recognize so much of the score while you're there. Well, just sitting in audition rooms for years, you hear this, the score of so many of these things all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my um, favorite plays, I think, was Grey House. Oh, that's too dark for me, Alan. Because... because to do horror live, it worked. It executed mm. well. I loved that ad campaign. I know yeah. I always look at things through the lens of advertising and marketing, but I think that ad campaign, it was done by Spotco. They did a brilliant job with it. I think it actually won some awards. It was it was great. My favorite play of the year was Jaja's African Hair Braiding. 
Oh, I didn't get to see that. Yo, that was the miss of the year. The, that is the miss of the year. That play, I have never laughed and cried so hard in such a short period of time. Um, it, it, it takes you somewhere. And humor is such a great thing. Humor, just to go back to what we were saying about Alex Edelman, it just opens up the door to someone's soul and you really get to see them and you really get to understand and you really get to sort of put your shoulders down and open up yourself. And then the show goes somewhere at the end that destroys you emotionally mm. after mm. connecting with these people on such a humorous and human level and you are left devastated. Um, I also saw Jaws three times and I laughed and sobbed Every time, <laughs> even though I knew what was coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, serious, serious, but comedy, a dark comedy, Sign in City, Bruce Dean's Window. I saw that off Broadway in February. Mm, mm, that was a quick transfer to Broadway. Yeah. And they didn't know when they closed. I, 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 was, um, I was talking with them. When they closed off Broadway, they didn't know Broadway was happening yet. Wow. So they, they closed, then got the call like, hey, do you want to come back and go to Broadway? They were like, okay. A miraculous transfer to Broadway, right? Yeah. Like very, very, very last minute. Literally opened the last day of Tony eligibility. Yeah. And then Miriam Silverman wins her Tony. Just made it right in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, I'm looking at my list of everything I saw this year, and I want to talk to you about every single show, but there's not enough time for that. But I don't want to forget to talk to you about Here Lies Love. Yes. Which I think did such great special, interesting, pioneering things on Broadway. They transformed that theater. Yeah, yeah. Where did you sit when you went? I sat right um, in the front mezzanine. So like three rows in. Um, I decided not to stand. And it was, gr it was great. I stood when I saw it at the public 10 years ago and got that full immersive experience. And this time I wanted to watch it all. And it was like perfect view of everything happening. I was, if, if there were... If there was a proscenium, imagine mm -hmm. where the proscenium was before they transformed the theater. Mm -hmm. I was just on the upstage side of that. Got it. Seated on a wing. So I was looking down on the dance floor from cool. house left. Yeah. And it, it was it was cool because there was like all the, the actors, the cast was they were all like literally feet away right below us. Want and dancing and doing their thing and and I'm glad I didn't do I'm glad I didn't do dance floor I'm not a standing kind of person yeah to go back to our age you know we're not 18 anymore <laughs> that's true we're also we're also still young but I I you know go to the theater after a long day of work and just want to sit down you know, I know what I you know what I'd really like one of my hopes for 2024 in the theater is that they would serve iced tea that's what I really want when I sit down at the theater. It's a refreshing iced tea with like a fresh lemon. Mm. Am I the only person sweet, that wants that? I come unsweetened. from the south. Unsweetened. I come from no. the south. I need sweet tea. No, no, no. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Jersey girl. We're, we're tough. We're unsweetened iced tea people here. So you just want dirty water with lemon? Yep, that's what I want. Dirty water with lemon. Who are you, Ted Lasso? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Believe. You gotta believe. <laughs> that was a horrible Ted Lasso accent. Well, no, that was my Jason. No, <laughs> I was about to say Jason Statham. <laughs> that was that was not that was a bad Jason Sudeikis totally, accent, and that was a bad Ted Lasso accent. Totally wrong, Jason. <laughs> but it's all right. Hang on, everybody. We're just going to take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Factor. 
Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, and every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes, which is really good for me because I don't have time for three minutes. This is New York. I gotta keep going. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up. This is not just dinner, either. It is for breakfast and midday bites as well. It's totally flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. And if you're going out of town or just want to take a break, you can pause or reschedule any time. So sign up and save because I've done the math. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout. So head to factormeals.com slash TTP50 and use code TTP50 to get 50% off. That's code TTP50 at factormeals.com slash TTP50 to get 50% off. All right, now we're back. Alan, what are you looking forward to next year? What shows are you, we've we've touched on this a little bit, but what shows are you really excited to see next year? I'm very excited to see, uh, hoping the Wiz will just break the curse of the Marquee Theater and run Mm -hmm. forever. Again, going in without expectations, except now I have some, the notebook really entices me. I've I've listened to a couple singles, which I normally don't do before I see something I haven't seen before. So I, and I, because I wanted to get a feel for the music. And the notebook looks like it's just good, just a, a ball of of tears and I'm emotion enticed. and happy. I'm enticed by the notebook. You've seen the movie, right? Years ago, like okay. on a date. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. The movie's the movie's great. I I've heard that they've done a really smart job of making it still feel really intimate. Yeah. That they haven't made it feel like a blockbuster version of this hit movie and that it still feels small and intimate and that kind of Broadway that you can only replicate on stage. And so I'm excited for it. Alan, do you want to go see it together? Yes, please. Let's add that to our list of things we're going to go see. I'll probably cry, but so will you. I, I, I cry at Folgers commercials. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Of course, I cried. I went to go see Wonka in movie theaters yesterday. I cried. Really? <laughs> Which was great, by the way. And I know we're talking, but it, it is a bit of a musical. So I feel like we can talk about it for a second. Um, it was great. I also saw a screening of The Color Purple. Go. Go really? see The, the Color Purple. Yeah. yeah. Go see okay. The Color Purple for sure. Oh, man. Support got, movie musicals in in the theaters because that means more movie musicals get made. And it means more people are exposed to the form. There was an article, uh, there's something going around the, the, the Broadway um, Reddit forums, uh, the Broadway subreddits that that are saying, they're posting on these articles saying that everyone in who likes musical theater is upset that the Mean Girls movie hasn't been marketed as a musical. And now studios are responding to that saying, well, if we say it's a musical, people don't come. So like yeah. you have to trick the audience to get there. Like Wonka is a musical and nobody talks about, nobody talks about that in the advertising. Yeah, I don't I don't mind tricking people in advertising. I feel like whatever it takes to get them in, as long as you know that they're going to walk out satisfied, they're not going to walk out feeling duped, then I'm all for for truth in advertising being skewed as needed. Huh. Huh. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. We'll do a whole podcast on that. I actually would. I would like to I would like to 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 have a whole uh tricking people in advertising is cool episode. I think mean, the tricking, yeah. I I I should use my words better. Once again, this has not been sanctioned by a lawyer, anything I'm saying today. <laughs> so I do need to consult my legal team on any of the, I need to get a legal team and then I need to consult them um and come back to you on what I should or shouldn't say. But I, I think I think it's important to use the thing that's gonna draw the person in as long as you know that they're gonna be satisfied when they get there. That's maybe what I should be saying. Tricking is go. the wrong word. 
There you go. Yeah, it's yeah. not tricking. It's like, it's, it's like this it, pasta I make with anchovies in it. It's so good. It's it's Allison Roman's caramelized shallot pasta, and there's anchovies in it. And if you tell someone there's anchovies in it, they're gonna be like, oh, anchovies. But if you try it, you will love it. You need to write a musical called Salad with Anchovies. I'd go see that. Salad with anchovies. Or pasta. Pasta with yeah, anchovies. Yeah, pasta. Pasta with anchovies. You can't do salad and anchovies. That's two no's. Sorry. We make we actually do make salad with anchovies in this house. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, so I wouldn't have to trick you. No, no, we no. I actually re- I actually like anchovies. Mm. And I and I like spam and uh Vegemite. Oh wow. I've never tried mm. Vegemite. Obviously there's a lot of spam in my life, post spam a lot. Um, or during <laughs> spam a lot. So I have I have plenty of spam that I can send over to you. Um I am really, 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 really extra, extra, extra excited for the outsiders. It's a musical yes. that has been in development for quite some time. Um speaking of things that we went out of town to see, I went to go see it at La Jolla Playhouse in March. Alan, it's so good. Really? It's so good. I can't wait for it. I'm just looking at this list. There's so much like this is a Fear season. It's it the is Tony a season that's going to come up. Like the Notebook, Water for Elephants. Uh, I've heard such good things. Um, it's just a play. My son's a queer, but what can you do? I've yeah. heard such amazing things about my son's a queer. The Who's Tommy is coming. Oh, the back. Who's Tommy. Wait till you all meet Ollie, who's playing Tommy. He is making his Broadway debut. He's currently in the company tour right now um, and has never been on Broadway before, but he played the role in Chicago at the Goodman Theater. I went to go see it. And he is phenomenal. The reviews are out of this world for him. I think he is going to be a big Broadway star in just a couple of months. Yeah, so you you mentioned Lempika. I'm excited for that again because... I just love seeing Eden. I love anything Rachel Chapkin directs yeah. is incredible. And Sammy Candle was actually associate director with Limpica earlier. Oh, that's so a cool she, fun. That's a cool fun fact. Yeah, she was she was involved with Limpica. Suffs coming back. Suffs. Oh, Suffs is so I'm so excited for Suffs. Did oh, you see it at God. the public last year? No, I I need to get I need to get more off Broadway. I need to yeah, do more. Yeah, you need to. That's the I goal. To me too. Me too. It's a goal for me for 2024 as well. I love Suffs at the public, which by the time it premieres on Broadway, it'll be about two years since it played at the public. Yeah. I'm sure they've done a, a ton with it since then, but. It's great. It's everything I wanted in musical. It's women at the center of it. Hillary Clinton and Malala have come on board as producers of it. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I, I'm putting this out there. I'm going to manifest this. I want to interview Alicia Keys for Hell's Kitchen. Great. I'm, I'll manifest I, it. I want that. I want. I want her as a podcast guest. I'm manifesting it. Alicia, um, text me later. I'll I'll connect you with Alan. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um. Mm, Heart of Rock and Roll. That just came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And there's probably more to come. There's probably more to come that hasn't been announced that's going to be on Broadway this spring. Yeah. And, uh, oh, well, so Heart of Rock and Roll, directed by Gordon Greenberg, who also directed Dracula, Comedy of Terrors, which is also a personal favorite of mine yeah. from 2023. Dracula is a fan that? favorite. Yes. And Dracula is also an internet favorite. The internet loves Dracula. Um, Gatsby. Uh, directed by Rachel Chavkin, mm. is premiering this spring at ART. I will definitely be going to Boston to see that. Oh, please. Can I go with you? I want to yeah. go. Hop in the car. D- car? Train? Whatever. I'll, Whatever. I'll plane. I'll swim. I'll swim there. No, no I, won't. I won't. That's swim. a lie. But I'll, I'll take the car. I'll take a plane. I'll take a train. Train is my favorite. I love the train. I really do. What is it about trains that's still just so like, like Old and timey? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And the train gives me focus. There's something about like the gentle rocking. It's probably like a thing from childhood. Maybe because the train just, 
for the most part, it's just it's just on time. It just works. So you know when you're going to leave and you know when you're going to get there. It's true. Whereas All right, it, we'll take the train to Boston. Okay. okay. And fresh jammies. Let's see. Cabaret, we mentioned. Mary Jane, we mentioned. Uncle Vanya. With Uncle Anika. Vanya. Oh. That cast. Steve Carell and, and Alice and Phil. Anika Nani Rose. Yeah. God, like Steve Carell on Broadway, too. That's another one. Like, what? That's another one. Can we go see that one together, too? Yes. Yes. Great. Yes. Uh, we'll mother, we'll ma- balance the two, you know, a play and a musical. Okay, let's see. Mother play, Cena Ke- Celia Keenan-Bolger, Jessica Lange, mm-hmm. and Je- Jim Parsons is coming back too, written yeah. by Paula Vogel. I love Paula Vogel. Yeah. Also right now, playing at uh, Second Stage, which will be on Broadway until maybe February, is Appropriate with Sarah Paulson. Mm. That's, my, that's my first show of 2024. I'm seeing it the first week of January. Can't wait. Ooh, ooh yeah. I need to actually get some tickets to that. I haven't seen that yet. Um... I guess the last thing, let's see, uh, Smash, Smash, they're finally bringing the TV show to Broadway. I am ready for the short-lived, highly acclaimed NBC series, Smash, to come to Broadway. Do you know anything about it? I I mean, like, are they adapting it? They're changing the story? Are they... I think quite a bit has changed from what I understand. Like, there's, there's a foundation of some of the characters that we know, but it's not the same plot line of Hit List versus Bombshell. Hmm. I wonder if uh, any of the TV cast is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be fun. I, I heard some of the casting from the reading, and it's A+. Any cast list that says Bonnie Milligan on it, sign me up. Did you just, did you just leak, a, leak a news? No, I think it's out there in the world. Is it? I don't think I leaked a news. All right. Well, I'm going yeah. to say, you heard it here first. No, you didn't hear it here first. I'm pretty sure Bonnie posted about it on her Instagram. Okay. But okay. yeah, I think we're good. And if not, uh, my lawyers will be in touch about editing this part out. Well, first you're going to get the lawyers and then they'll be yeah. in touch. Yeah. Are you a lawyer? Is anybody listening a lawyer? Listen, if so. I have watched seven and a half seasons of Suits, so I consider myself uh, a lawyer. A lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. For me, it was the good wife. And so I really know. I know what's going on. <laughs> All I know is that um, you can get an injunction and something called a TRO in like hours. And that's easy, in, especially in New York City mm-hmm. that's filmed in Toronto. But Getting an injunction I learned from Rent. Oh, that's true. Get an injunction, call the cops. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Rose and Thorn, we'll wrap it up. What was like the best moment you can think of? Well, let's start with the Thorn. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go negative first and on a positive. So what was like the Thorn? What would you have liked to have seen happen a little bit differently? On Broadway or in my life? <laughs> those, are, those are two different answers. <laughs> well, I guess on Broadway in the industry of things that that would have gone better like okay i'll give you mine i would have liked to have seen once upon a one more time not open right after bad cindy closed i think mm. that was uh that was a low a low light of the uh of the season having those two so close together yeah this is a tough one because i have so many hopes for our industry i love broadway so fiercely and because i do I feel it is my responsibility to want it to be better. Mm-hmm. And the thing on my mind right now um, continues to be diversity of who we see on stage and what stories are being told. And I mean that in so many different ways. Of course, I mean racial diversity, but I also mean neurodivergent people being on stage like they are in How to Dance in Ohio or 
plus size or fat people like Bonnie Milligan being on Broadway in a role that has nothing to do with her weight and mm -hmm. is not even mentioned. I want to see Ruthie Ann Miles be able to star in Light in the Piazza, not just Here Lies Love. Right. And my hope, my hope for Broadway in 2024 and beyond and my thorn for this year is while there has been progress, there's a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And it never ends either. Yeah. What about you, Alan? Well, okay. So the, the timing I, I, I mentioned, but I guess another one, I think that we have a long way to go uh, uh, politically to, to get the city and like behind the scenes there, the, the industry's holding on by a thread. Mm. Like it costs, it's too hard to get a show on Broadway in terms of accessibility. It's, Tickets are too high because rent is too high for the for the shows to have the theaters. And I think at what point can we just take a step back and say, all right, city government, mm -hmm. um, we are responsible. We Broadway are responsible for how many billions of dollars of tourism. And if you could subsidize rent or even just tickets for however you want to qualify it, then you can get more people in from more places and and you know maybe like do some sort of partnership with hotels so you come see a broadway show and you get a discount on your hotel stay you know just do some sort of incentive to get people here so my yeah i overall i would love to see tourism return even more because post covid it's still not what it was pre covid and i Agreed. think the city the city could do something about it and they're not agree agree the arts are vital to to the world, but especially to New York and our economy, Broadway brings in more money every year than every single New York sports team combined. Mm -hmm. Combined. Mm -hmm. That's the Yankees and the Mets and the Giants and the Jets. Some of those are in New Jersey, but you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's bringing in more money. It's fueling the economy on a larger level than all of those teams combined. Yeah. And I would love to see more support in our government financially for the arts on stages like ours, on high school stages, elementary school kids, all of it. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Okay, so then um, do you have like a rose? Do you have your uh, a standout moment or moments? You don't have to pick just one. It's so hard because there is a lot of roses. Much as there's many thorns, that means that there it also comes with a lot of uh, roses. I think there's a, there's a few for me. One is Wicked turning 20 this year mm. and getting to be a, a part of that. I get to work on Wicked and it's pretty magical for me. I was 16 when I saw Wicked. I saw it with my mom and my sister um, two months after it opened on Broadway. It was one of those life-changing to, to without hyperbole experiences for me. Um, I interned at Sereno Coin, which is the ad agency I work at now, when I was in college and kind of lost and had no idea what I wanted to do with my life and didn't know that this industry existed. And on that very first day, our founder, Nancy Coyne, told me a story about a young Muslim girl who had gone to see Wicked a couple years after 9-11 when it opened and how she wrote a letter to the producers at that for the last two years, she has felt... Um, like a stranger in this land, in, in, the, in her home, and people calling her family terrorists, and she wore a hijab and being awful to them because they were Muslim post 9-11. And they went to go see Wicked, and she felt like the green girl. And mm. I think she saw some hope for herself. And that story is quite literally why I want to work on Broadway, because I always wanted to do something that felt like it had an impact on the world. And the thing that had the greatest impact on my life 
was theater. Hmm. And Wicked was a big part of that. So now, flash forward 20 years later, I work on Wicked. I'm here celebrating its 20th anniversary. Um, that was a big moment of joy that I felt this year. But I also had a lot of joy in the shows that I worked on this year and watching them thrive. Some like it hot and shocked and Kimberly Akimbo and Kimberly Akimbo winning the Tony Award, Spamalot just opening on Broadway and the joy that that brings audiences every night and Jaws and The Cottage. I worked on a lot of things that brought a lot of joy to audiences. So those are a, a whole bouquet of roses for the year. Yeah. Yeah. That That's a really good way of looking at it. it it's it, we're bringing joy back when people need to laugh. People yeah. need to People need to connect with each other and connect with strangers and realize that we're all still human. Because I think like the more we go on, the more we just hide behind isolation. Yeah. And technology makes life easy and worse all at the same time totally. in that regard. Totally. So yeah, you get in front of, uh, get in a room full of strangers to go on an emotional journey uh, led by the best of their craft. You can't beat that. No. That What's is your rose? My rose. Oh, goodness. Um... Mine, I would have to say, I think I always like working the red carpet of the Tony Awards. Mm. That's that's always a standout moment just to see the celebration of 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 all that talent and all of, like you get TV and film. And again, the people that may not have the time or you know what I think I, I will say it. I think Broadway, I think theater actors can bring some sort of level of realism that sometimes TV and film cannot bring because to be able to go back into a dark place or even a, even a happy place but especially like to be able to regulate yourself and be trained physically and emotionally to go back into an um, such an emotional place that's required eight times a week yeah i think that's that's just talent that's talent i will never understand i've always yeah. wanted to understand and i don't think i ever will that's so the magic of it all it is it is magic so yeah the tony ward's definitely a rose of mine um at google there's a Broadway community that I joined that uh, we do we do outings at least once a month. So it's like I've made a whole bunch of new friends in oh, that yeah. regard too. So you know, buying tickets and going out and seeing them go out to dinner beforehand, and it's it's it reminds me of in college where even in high school too, but kind of this little group of misfits that didn't fit in anywhere else. You fit in together, and you go see shows and you go see the arts. I'm so glad you say that, said that because one of the things I was going to say for a rose, and there's just so many things, is it's the people who I went to theater with. As I look at this list, the shows, I saw a whole handful of shows with you this year. Um, my friend Eileen, I've seen a lot of shows with. My colleagues, I've seen a lot of shows with. And that's half the joy is who you're yeah. sitting next to in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, just the the reactions of people who don't normally get to see shows. Yeah. Yeah, your kids, oh, my nephews. It's really special. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Happy, happy New holidays. Year. Happy, happy Hanukkah. holidays. Happy everything. Happy everything. And happy, healthy, um, joyful 2024 for you and everyone listening. You too. Where can we connect with you? Remind everybody. You can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at underscore Diana Salome because surprisingly enough, it was taken without an underscore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm theater underscore podcast because there we go somebody else i actually haven't even checked i don't even know if the original one still exists anymore hmm. <laughs> well you're you're the best you're the best of the best yeah that's right don't <laughs> thanks for Happy. having me alan of course i guess i'll see you this time next year well we're gonna go see lots of shows well lots I'll, of shows i'll see yes. you we'll be recording again this time next year exactly okay take a deep breath make the world a little colorful
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.